The following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Prescription for Success with your host, Dr. Emil Haldi. Each week, we come through the myths and facts about health and wellness in order to bring you the best advice and the right information that you need to live an incredible life. Now, here is Dr. Emil Haldi. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Prescription for Success. This is your host, Emil Haldi. Today's show is about taking your health to the next level. We'll talk about women's health, men's health, and of course, we will not forget the kids. The future generation. I believe strongly that the quality of your life is directly proportional to your habits. What kind of habits do you have? Are your habits propelling you forward or they are limiting you? Whatever you're doing, stop for a second and think about your habits. Do you have healthy mindset habits? In my opinion, mindset rules everything for your life. With the right mindset, you are primed for success. Very soon, I will be bringing a mindset expert to the show to help you develop best mindset habits. Do you have healthy fitness habits? Life is completely different if you live through fitness. In our future shows, I will be bringing to you a global fitness expert. So don't worry if you don't need to improve your fitness habits. We got you. Do you have healthy diet and medical habits? My guest today will help you with exactly that. Best diet and medical habits. You see, the healthier your habits are, the better your life is. That applies to every area of your life, health and wellness, finances, relationships, spirituality, fitness, and the list goes on. So I can nudge you a little to develop better habits or prescription for success habits. So remember, we are what we consistently do and think. Now, if for any reason you have to stop listening to our show, and we don't want you to do that, but it's totally okay. You can go back and listen to the podcasted version of the show anytime. And we definitely want you to do that and tell your friends and families about the show. As I told you last time, I'm on the hunt for excellence. When I find people that are excellent at what they do, I bring them to the show to share their wisdom with the world. My guest today is a very talented and passionate physician, Dr. Alan Warshowski. Dr. Allen is a maverick in the field of integrative and holistic medicine. Dr. Allen is a conventionally trained, board-certified OBGYN physician. He is a leader in the field of integrative medicine, treating men, women, and children. And he's also board-certified in integrative holistic medicine. In practice for over 35 years, Dr. Allen practice, practice combines the best of conventional medicine with the latest in integrative and holistic modalities. He's a published author. His, his book is called Healing Fibroids, A Doctor's Guide to Natural Cure. Welcome to the show, Dr. Allen. What a pleasure and an honor to have you here with us. So thank you. Thank you very much for having me. It's a pleasure to be here with you. We're going to have an amazing discussion. So you have a fascinating, fascinating professional journey with so many accomplishments along the way. Tell us a little more about yourself. Well, I, I got started pretty conventionally in OBGYN back in the 70s. Uh, but even at that point, I was having some frustration with the way medical care was being given out. 
I had a kind of a aha experience. I remember I was a third year medical student and I just realized that the diseases that internists were treating were treating people like they were annuities. They just kept coming back for their medications and nobody was really getting better. When I was in my residency, I had the fortune of working with some attendings who were very much into mind-body medicine. Mm -hmm. uh, there was uh, Dr. Maurice Cohn, uh, who knew John Kabat-Zinn very well, John Kabat-Zinn, who brought mindfulness meditation into this country. Mm -hmm. So our, our midnight discussions, waiting for babies to get delivered, centered around mind-body medicine and using things like garlic and other nutritional uh, uh, substances for health. Uh, when I got out of my residency, I was already treating women uh, for things like PMS with vitamin therapy. So instead of telling them that PMS was just in their head, they were deficient in magnesium. They were deficient in B6. Sometimes they just needed someone to talk to. So we were starting to use that kind of a process and never use any kind of synthetic hormones always started things with you know, bioidentical progesterone in those days, following the work of uh, John Lee. I got into the American Holistic Medical Association in the late 80s, and I met people like Alan Gaby and other uh, holistic practitioners, uh, and took that back into my regular OBGYN practice, um, spending a full day a week just seeing holistic patients. That began back in the 80s um, and continued until I was actually recruited by uh, Beth Israel Medical Center. They were starting the Center for Health and Healing in New York, Manhattan. This was the first uh, hospital-associated uh, integrative center. And what they did was they drafted about 12 practitioners to bring their practice into the center to get it started. So that's what we did. I dropped OB at that time. I loved obstetrics, but stopped doing it because... This I felt was the, the more important uh, thing to do. So started just working with women uh, and an integrative holistic uh, kind of a program. And that's when I wrote my book, uh, Healing Fibroids, because I realized that hysterectomies were being done much too often and that there were many other ways of dealing with the problems that hysterectomy was trying to solve. Yes. Sorry. Just for our listeners, Dr. Dr. Allen, hysterectomies is a removal of the uterus, just in case if you're wondering what that fancy medical term is. Right. So, so I decided at that point I was no longer doing any surgery, and I started working at an integrative holistic women's health program and wrote my book on how women can stay out of the operating room even if they have fibroid tumors. And the protocol is successful most of the time. Um, after my, my stay, my three-year stay at Beth Israel, I went back into private practice, first in Manhattan. Uh, then I moved my practice to Maryland for, for social reasons, uh, thinking that maybe Maryland would be less stressful than New York. <laughs> I was wrong. So we came back here, and we've been back in New York now, in Rye, New York, for 10 years, uh, where I now see, in addition to women, uh, I see men all of the same chronic care uh, situations. And we see children down to pre-puberty uh, when they start having their hormonal issues. And uh, certainly we deal with a lot of the mind issues that young kids are having these days, ADD, ADHD, from more of a natural, uh, integrative, holistic perspective. And yeah. 
it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating that you looked at mind-body connection, um, and you said in the 70s and the 80s. Did I hear it correctly? This is when you were one of the pioneers at that time. And even today, most of the physicians just don't look into that. No, I, I totally agree with you, but uh, this was very important to me. I knew that there was a major connection between how you thought and how you felt. I remember reading about studies that even if you couldn't put a smile on your face, if you just thought about putting a smile on your face, it changed your chemistries. So if people have high levels of stress hormones, cortisol, epinephrine, and, and that's you know driving them into uh, fatigue, you know, they say that 80% of our days are spent in what we call fight or flight mm -hmm. when we have e elevated stress hormones. So if we can find a way of reducing those stress hormones, that would be one of the ways of reducing not only symptoms, but helping to start ameliorating these chronic disease states. Which yes. By inflammation and stress. Yes. And, and I want to say how uh, remarkable it is that a surgeon uh, found out some, something that could do better than surgically removing an organ of the, out of the body. And you, you are promoting it. This is very, very unique. When you see something that's good for the patient, even though it, it's going against your primary skill as a surgeon, OBGYNs are surgeons, you, 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 you're moving this idea forward, which is uh, quite remarkable. So I definitely want to recognize you for that. No, thank you. It's not about ego. It's about serving. Yes, that, that's very, very true. So there's so many new terms for non-conventional practices of medicine. We have holistic, alternative, complementary, integrative, functional, and the list goes on. You're board certif certified as an integrative holistic physician. Can you tell us what it means? I, I'll do my best because it does <laughs> get confusing. So when we started, when, when we started putting this all together, it was the Holistic Medical Association. Holistic, you know, comes from the, the root word of healing, healing, uh, from, I think, the old English. So holistic and healing and being whole. So again, the whole concept of mind, body, and spirit to be whole was the philosophy of medicine that this group was embracing to see a person as a whole entity, mind, body, and spirit. Um, we wanted to be more inclusive. So we, we added integrative. We wanted a, the integration of different forms of healthcare. So the integrative piece is the, are the tools. So whether it's herbal therapy or, um, holistic or, or hormonal therapy or nutritional therapy, physical therapy, energy medicine, whatever it is, these are the tools that we want to integrate under an umbrella, under a, a philosophical umbrella of holism. So holism basically is not just treating symptoms, but also looking for the reasons for uh, diseases and issues, treating again the whole person, and the understanding that unconditional love is, the, is nature's greatest healer. And I define unconditional love as being non-judgmental to yourself and others and have a, a commitment to your own self-nurturing. So this is something we work with in any, any new patient, you know, to help them to understand not only what the terms mean, but that it's so important that they love themselves unconditionally to help the healing process. Now, the functional piece came in, you know, through Dr. Jeffrey Bland you know, another great pioneer 
Uh, he actually called it uh, preventive medicine before he called it functional medicine. And functional medicine is looking again how the body functions. So we're not looking for a breakdown. So most of the evaluations we do today look for the body's breakdown. We look for elevated liver enzymes. We look for a breakdown in kidney function. A functional physician is looking at the body and the mind before the breakdown. We want to see when you're deficient in nutrients, when you're using things up too quickly, when things are not working so we can prevent that breakdown. So that's the functional medicine approach, which is, again, one of those integrated um, you know, medical techniques that we all embrace. Yeah. So, how powerful it is. You said nature's best healer is unconditional love. I, I, I think I want to say it again. Nature's best healer is unconditional love. That is extremely powerful. I think most people, if we learn to love ourselves unconditionally, most of our elements will just not come to fruition. They will not appear because most people, unfortunately, do not even like themselves. Forget about loving. They don't even like things that we do to ourselves when we are not happy with our performance is causing a lot of stress in our lives. Exactly. So, so we're all supposed to be making mistakes. Yes. So we can learn. So imagine what would happen if you're listening to us out there. Next time you make a mistake, instead of beating yourself up, just telling yourself, life is about mistakes, and I just made a mistake, and I'll do better next time. And I love myself unconditionally. How much less stressful would life be if we learn that type of pattern to incorporate into our thinking? That's key. It's key, Emil, because that's all about being in the moment. When you love yourself, you're in the moment. It's only when you're anxious about the future and regretful about the past that you're in a stressful mode. So those are not healing modes. You can only heal when you're in the moment, and loving yourself is only in an in-the-moment type of activity. Wow. We have to have a separate show just on loving yourself because I think this is such a powerful topic, loving yourself, being in the moment. And I want to challenge our listeners to uh, a little something. If you think about something special that happened in your life, the way where that truly brings joy to, to your heart, you, you're, and I guarantee you, as you look back to that something special, whether it's your child being born, your wedding, or some special moment in your life, you are completely in the moment at that time. And that's, that's only when you could experience full joy, if you are fully in the moment and enjoying life to the fullest. Exactly. And you're just describing a tool that I use regularly and a tool that I give to every one of my patients. And it's a tool from a group called HeartMath. Mm -hmm. HeartMath is a company out on the West Coast. They do very good studies on stress. Uh, and then look at tools, meditative tools, to reduce the negative effects of stress and freeze frame uh, was their original belly breathing technique. So belly breathing or diaphragmatic breathing, also called yogic breathing, uh, is a way of switching that nervous system, of doing just what you said. And, and I'm, I'm bringing this up now because of what you said about the thing that you love. Because I taught freeze frame to my 12-year-old son. I mean, now he's, he's 29, but when he was 12, uh, he was he couldn't go to sleep at night. He was worried about school. He was anxious about his classes. And I taught him this belly breathing technique, which just involves breathing, healing, loving energy in through your heart and then blowing out or expelling the negative emotional thoughts. So he didn't really have a good idea what a loving feeling was at the age of 12. 
so he loved downhill skiing and i said to him breathe in into your into your heart the feelings you have when you're skiing through the wind in your face jumping the moguls and that's what he did he did that he was able to get to school then when he was a camp counselor he taught the same process to the kids who were homesick and got them through their summertime problems so freeze frame belly breathing this is something that could bring you into the moment and it's a very powerful tool um, you know when it's used wow very very powerful so basically you breathe in some powerful experiences of the past that give you a sense of joy love happiness and you breathe out negativity diaphragmatically that's basically it. You're moving the diaphragm so you're stimulating the vagus nerve, the 10th cranial nerve. And when the vagus nerve is stimulated, it switches your nervous system from fight or flight, sympathetic tone, to rest and digest and repair, which is parasympathetic tone. And we're not spending enough time in our lives in parasympathetic tone. Yes. So we're all, as you said in the very beginning, we're all stressed out. Yes. So for, for our listeners, take a moment and think about this. Incorporate this at any point. This is free stuff available to you to be stress-free. So just learn how to breathe. Positive in, negative out. How many times do you recommend uh, people do that? How many? I recommend you do it until you can get a smile onto your face and you remember who you are and what you're here for. Yes. What's important. So, you know, sometimes could be one breath. Sometimes could be 10 breaths or more. Depends upon what's going on in your head yeah but I whenever I do this every day something always comes up and it always works I, I believe it never fail. I, I believe it I just you just personally uh, you taught me something that I need to incorporate in my life and uh, share it with the world so if you're listening to to us try it out until you get a smile in your face and I, I guarantee you you'll, you your day will become better and uh, give us a shout out on social media. Tell us, how is it working for you? It's a tremendous technique and a technique that's uh, centuries old, I believe. And, and it's very, very powerful. Yeah, breathing has always been with us. <laughs> Can't do much without it. You do much. No. <laughs> so in your practice, you see men and women as well as children. You mentioned that earlier. So what kind of conditions do you treat in your practice? Well, I still see many of my gynecological patients, so I still practice office gynecology. Mm -hmm. I see many of you know, so I see many of the patients who I've delivered thirty and more years ago. Now I'm seeing their daughters who are coming in for, you know, PCOS, uh, polycystic ovarian problems, hormonal problems, fertility problems. Um, so we still do all of that work. You know, I work with abnormal Pap tests, but then we and you know, so certainly all of the gynecological issues, bioidentical hormones, osteoporosis. But then we have another full evaluation, a full gamut of people who are just suffering from chronic disease. Uh, many of these people have, um, you know, idiopathic conditions, meaning that we don't have a good cause for them. I would say most of those are autoimmune. We're finding more and more autoimmune diseases. Uh, so we focus a lot on chronic illness, autoimmune disease. Certainly it's coming from gut and environmental factors. You can't practice holistic integrative medicine, especially in New York these days, without looking at Lyme disease and all the co-infections. We see many of those patients. <clears throat> I don't use intravenous antibiotics, but we use many of the herbal protocols and certainly, uh, again, many of the other you know, detox protocols to help heal the gut support liver, support the immune system. 
So many of the chronic illnesses, certainly all the women's health concerns, we're also working with hormones in men. Uh, I notice a lot of controversy right now about testosterone treatment in men. So we're, you know, we're, we're careful with that, but you know, there is a place for it. I do believe uh, in the treatment of some of the chronic conditions that affect uh, men as they get older. And in the children, you know, a lot of it has to do with, again, food sensitivities and allergy issues, uh, skin rashes, a lot of these early autoimmune conditions. We see a lot of children, you know, who had uh, infections as, uh, as toddlers, the tubes in the ears kinds of things. These kids are almost universally uh, sensitive to things like gluten and dairy. And, uh, we do a lot of work to help heal these guts, these kids' guts, and get them off the foods that are creating a lot of their mental problems. So the ADD, the ADHD, the, the behavioral issues, you know, a lot of this, you know, is being treated by things like, uh, you know, amphetamines, uh, Vyvanse and Ritalin, but that's not the underlying cause. And it brings us back to the integrative holistic issues of looking for the underlying cause. And a lot, you know, I would say most of the time, or maybe all of the time, these chronic conditions are being driven by inflammation. And where is the inflammation coming from? Stressors. So, you know, I have a list of stressors that I give out to people. We do body composition testing here on every new patient. So we get uh, a readout immediately on the health of their 10 trillion cells and whether or not mitochondria are making energy, whether or not cell membranes are working well. And most of these cases, they're, you know, all coming in with chronic conditions. They've got, you know, uh, inflammation. And then we go through a list of their potential stressors, everything from the mood issues, the worry, the foods, toxins, traumas, past traumas never go away. This PTSD situation right. you know, affects everybody. You know, we talk about infections. We know infections don't go away. They get stored in your body. And then when you get inflamed, they come out again. So we go through all of these potential stressors in a way of starting to pull some of the proverbial thumbtacks mm -hmm. out of the bottom of your foot so that the pain starts getting a little less. Right. It, it's pretty fascinating. You mentioned that in kids, especially you see that dairy and gluten is causing a lot of sensitivities right? and, and their symptoms. Uh, and now I, I would imagine sugar as well that's adding to the behavioral issues that many kids see. Um, I, I, I'm a father and I know when I give uh, something sugary to my kids, I feel it for the next hour or two. So it's, it's a major, major stressor on how kids behave. No, sugar is a poison. You know, it's, and the, the evidence is that the, the studies that were done 50 years ago were falsified. They were falsified by the nutritional industry to, to make fats bad and grains good. So grains and sugars and carbohydrates became a good food. And fats became uh, terrible food. So now, as a consequence, we are the fattest country in the world. And we've got a third of the population that's either pre or uh, totally diabetic from all of the sugars. So sugar is a total poison. And, you know, gluten grains, you know, Monsanto just lost three uh, major lawsuits, multi-million dollar lawsuits because of the Roundup pesticide glyphosate that's in every bit of gluten in this country. Uh, soy and corn are another close second. They're also Roundup ready. And then Dow Chemical got into the action with a pesticide called 2,4-D, uh, which comes from something you might have heard of, Agent Orange. 
which was the defoliant they used in Vietnam. And I, we still see service people suffering from neurological damage from that one. So that's what's in our food these days. So the gluten is, it's not just that the gluten grains are bad. You know, some people really do suffer from celiac disease and non-celiac gluten sensitivity. But in this country, I think every bit of gluten is potentially a poison. Yeah, and and uh, I recently heard the term sugar toxicity, because there's uh, really no amount of sugar that's healthy for you. We enjoy it, we like it, but uh, it, it's generally toxic to us. Yeah, and I'll, I'll give you I'll give you one better than that. The World Health Organization just came out and said uh, that another sugar uh, uh, substance, another sugar food, I would say maybe uh, that we used to think was moderately safe. Is no is not safe at all at any level, and that's alcohol. So they used to say that for women, especially, five drinks a week would be okay. You know, above that, you get an increased risk of things like breast cancer. Ten drinks a week for men, they said, but now they say in their meta analyses they can't find a safe level of alcohol. Now the alcohol piece is you know problem is problematic, but this is all sugar. So alcohol is all sugar. And, and that data analysis includes wine and, it, and considering its benefits on, on cardiovascular disease? Well, I would say, you know, if you know, the studies suggest that if you're, uh, you're not a drinker now, don't take some wine to protect your heart. If you want to drink some wine, you know, you have to moderate it because now we know that there's an increased risk. So fatty liver, there's another issue. We have fatty liver, uh, which is also epidemic in this country. Um, either coming from alcohol or from carbohydrates. So they call it non-alcoholic fatty liver and people who don't drink a lot. But I'm sure that the alcohol is contributing to this uh, inflammatory condition in their liver that could lead to things like cirrhosis and even the hepatic car you know, cancer. So, you know, the carbohydrates and the alcohol and the sugars are not just increasing our weight and our tendency towards diabetes, they're wiping out the rest of our body. We know that uh, Alzheimer's disease is now considered, at least part of it, is considered type 3 diabetes. So there's another effect of sugar um, that's probably the biggest fear of the baby booming population right now is losing their mind. Yes. So let's switch gears a little bit, uh, Dr. Allen. You authored a book about fibroids that we mentioned earlier, Healing Fibroids, A Doctor's Guide to a Natural Cure. Just take us briefly some of the core messages uh, that you've mentioned there. And I could say uh, this book is well, well beyond fibroids. It's a wealth of information. Right. You've covered the fibroids super well, but the information there for any woman, and, and I would say for any individual out there, is tremendous. You well, you, you, it's very comprehensive. So tell us some of the core messages from your book. Well, you know, a lot of it is what we've been talking about already because hormone imbalance is you know, kind of an end result of stress and inflammation. Uh, usually there, so with stress, we know that you wipe out good gut bacteria. So the studies, you know, started looking at third degree burns and loss of bifidobacter in the gut. But now we know that any stress, it doesn't have to be a third degree burn, is going to wipe out your gut bacteria, lower your stomach acid, create a leaky gut, increase uh, large protein particles, increasing inflammation, affecting your liver. So that's where we start. So we start working on the gut and detoxification. And then we want to shut down the fibroid growth. 
and fibroids again grow because they attract uh, blood vessels through an inflammatory effect. So we look at these inflammatory proteins like vascular endothelial growth factor, which there are medications that you could lower that with. A Vastin was one that never really worked well, but natural things like curcumin and green tea are natural angi anti-angiogenesis factors. They reduce blood growth uh, to fibroids. We use castor oil packs, which are uh, anti-inflammatory uh, flannel packs wet down with castor oil to not only reduce pelvic con uh, congestion and inflammation, but we use this as another mind-body tool because when, they, we, when we use the castor oil packs, we set up a meditation visualization exercise regarding the fibroids, what the fibroids may mean, and how we could work to eliminate the fibroids. So castor oil packs, nutritional supplements. Um, one of the main reasons for women needing a hysterectomy would be bleeding. So there are many herbs that could reduce bleeding. We use raspberry, yarrow, purse, and these help women to reduce the bleeding that would bring them more often into the operating room. Pain is another one. So there's a, a technique called Mayan massage, Mayan like the Indians, which can help to move fibroids off of structures, could be nerves, could be other vital areas in the abdominal cavity to help alleviate the pain. So Dr. We Allen, we are having such a powerful discussion. I'm getting a message here that we have to take a commercial break, but we'll have even a more sophisticated, more in-depth, more pearls of information discussion when we come back after these messages. And for our listeners out there, give us a shout out on social media and tell us what, what you like about this radio program. We'll be right back after these messages. <laughs> Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Haldi Pharmaceutical Compounding is one of the nation's top compounding pharmacies. We work with medical professionals as well as consumers, both human and veterinary. If you're a patient or a doctor and need to consult us, please call us for a free consultation. Additionally, you may purchase carefully selected quality brand supplements and vitamins at discounted prices at hcompound.com. To schedule a personalized consultation with Dr. Haldi or one of our associates, please email us at wellness at hcompound.com or call us at 646-650-5040. You can also check us out at hcompound.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to Prescription for Success. If you'd like to reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to wellness at hcompound.com. Now back to Prescription for Success. Welcome back to Prescription for Success. This is your host, Emil Haldi. Today, I have a very special guest with me, Dr. Alan Warshovsky. He's a double board certified physician in OBGYN and integrative holistic medicine. You can reach Dr. Alan 
via his website at drallen.com. That's drallen.com. To learn more about Haldi Pharmaceutical, to sign up for a consultation with us, give us a call at 646-650-5040 or email me at wellnesshcompound.com. So before the break, we had such an interesting, powerful discussion. We talked about mind-body connection. We talked about hormones. Uh, we talked about uh, sugar toxicity. And we, most importantly, at least I love the topic, unconditional love in nature's best remedy. And you also, Dr. Allen, taught us uh, an exercise, diaphragmatic breathing, that could take you out of the stressful situation. So you could be in a better mood, put a smile on your face, and go on with an amazing day. Uh, before the break, you started telling us some of the core messages, which were very, very powerful from your book. Uh, tell us a little more. Well, it's, it's really about inflammation. So as I said before, I mean, sometimes I just think I'm an inflammation doctor, you know, a doctor of reducing inflammation, because that's what's driving, you know, these chronic conditions like fibroid tumors. Uh, the inflammation helps the fibroid tumor to develop their own blood supply, and then they'll grow. So we see many patients who've come in even if they, after they've had three and four operations called myomectomies to remove the fibroids. So this is one of the reasons I decided to get out of surgery because it wasn't the cure. It wasn't working. Women can have their fibroids removed and then because the underlying issues are still there, they just grow back. So these underlying issues are hormone imbalance and the inflammatory issues again. So that's what we evaluate for. We look for where the hormones are out of balance and we look to restore that. We do a lot of work on reducing inflammation, as I said, using things like nutrients, the curcumin, the green tea, the castor oil packs, resveratrol, that's a, that's a red wine nutrient, is another good one to reduce the growth of fibroid cells. So if we, we find that if we can control, if we identify and control the inflammatory sources, we'll get the fibroids to stop growing. And then after a period of time, depending upon how large they are, we can start seeing some shrinkage. But generally, we, we, I would say that at least 80 to 85% of women who come in who've already been told they need surgery never have to get into the OR because we help reduce the symptoms. And the American College of OBGYN says in their... Um, practice management guidelines that because fibroid tumors are generally benign tumors, unless they're causing problems, you can leave them alone. You don't need to operate on them. So this is amazing. You said 80 to 85% of women that you treat and you treat them naturally do not need surgery. This is just an unbelievably high percentage and very, very powerful what I'm hearing. So this, I want to make sure the listeners hear us. This is a surgical condition that's normally handled by a surgeon where they actually either excise the tumors or remove the whole uterus. And if you follow the protocol and take the su supplements, adjust your lifestyle, change your diet, uh, you reduce the likelihood of surgery 80 to 85%. Uh, am I hearing you correctly? That's, that's correct. That's amazing. To, in, in medicine, when you get 80, 85% um, reduction for the need of surgery, that, that's a, a tremendous discovery. I mean, any clinical trial practitioner, when, when doctors do clinical trials, if they get this type of data, they'll be ecstatic. So this is tremendous. Congratulations to you on getting such successful, amazing results. Well, it's, uh, it's also a testimony to the patients who come in who have that, that self-commitment. They're committed to healing, and then they could do it. So it's what you've been saying already. 
if that you're committed to yourself, if you're loving yourself, then you could do the healing. Yes. Otherwise, and some, very difficult. Yeah, some of the supplements you mentioned, curcumin, green tea extract, resveratrol, those are amazingly powerful uh, and, and powerful in a good way. They, they have so many benefits. Uh, supplements. But I want to uh, tell our listeners, I've seen so many patients that after after hearing someone talk or after the show, they go and load up on those supplements. You, you have to work with a practitioner. You know, the, these supplements are amazing. They have a lot of value, but you also want to make sure that you're taking the correct dose. You want to make sure that they go well together and you want to make sure they work with your condition. Uh, but I totally agree that some of the supplements I personally take myself, curcumin, I take it myself for anti-inflammatory effect. It helps with a uh, pain after exercise. So this is a very, very powerful um, addition to anyone looking to supplement themselves and prevent, hopefully prevent chronic diseases. Yeah, curcumin is one of the most highly studied herbs right now. It's, I would call it the herb of the decade. You know, and I would say anybody can take two curcumin, a thousand milligrams a day would be helpful for your brain and inflammation and, you know, general liver support. So it's just a great herb. Yeah, my, my only caveat would be at, at there for our listeners, if you have a blood disorder, um, you know, please make sure you discuss that with your doctor. If you're taking a blood thinner, curcumin is, uh, there's data on curcumin that it potentially could thin your blood. So you want to be careful there. But otherwise, if you're healthy and you have no, no other conditions, I would say uh, the dose the doctor mentioned, 1,000 uh, milligrams uh, or gram twice a day, that's, that's a relatively safe dose. Excellent. So, wow, this is so good. So, I know we talked earlier about IV vitamin therapy, um, and I know it's a big component of many integrative practices. Uh, can you talk to it? What's yeah. the value of that? Well, many so many people can't absorb their nutrients. So, I you know we I kind of explain a little bit about the gut issues. So, I would say most people who come in with chronic disease, I have what we call leaky gut or increased intestinal permeability which means the intestinal cells are now separating and not tight together any longer. Uh, the final stages of protein digestion are not being done, so large proteins coming through the gut wall, and you're not absorbing your nutrients because you need good, healthy gut lining and you need healthy bacteria to absorb your nutrients. If you have low stomach acid, you're not digesting your protein, and you're not going to have things like B12 or your, or your minerals. So giving people capsules, you know, which kind of uh, revolutionized nutritional medicine, the capsule, so you could put things uh, into the body, you know, may not be the best way for these people to get their nutrition because they're not absorbing it. So for these very sick people or people who are really suffering, you know, uh, intravenous uh, nutrients, the Myers cocktail, vitamin C and the B vitamins and magnesium given intravenously, you know, maybe uh, weekly or every other week, depending upon your issues, you know, could be a very good jump start, you know, to helping to heal the body and allowing them to get your nutrients from a more, you know, kind of uh, oral route. Uh, other nutrients could be very helpful as well. So we do intravenous glutathione. Glutathione, the body's major antioxidant, you know, especially very helpful for conditions that uh, involve brain fog. So I mentioned before the Lyme disease connection. So Lyme and other tick-borne diseases and now mosquito-borne diseases are just kind of epidemic in this area right now. And very often there's a brain component. So brain fog, I can't think anymore, can be very, very uh, easily helped uh, with intravenous glutathione. So that's something that we do regularly. 
And then we support, you know, with other uh, uh, oral forms of glutathione in between the intravenous. Um, I also, and so we don't do the other forms of uh, IV treatments, but I'm aware of intravenous laser light therapy. So I have patients who are doing intravenous laser light um, to reduce inflammation. And there are actually studies showing that <clears throat> intravenous laser light therapy can be uh, either an adjunct or used instead of opioids in uh, acute uh, pain situations. So that's another IV therapy that can be very helpful. And ozone is something to consider as well. So uh, intravenous ozone can be a very a strong anti-inflammatory and in the right hands, extremely safe. Yes. Wrong hands could be a little dangerous. So you have to know who to send your patients to. Uh, and we have a pretty good group in this area that does most of our uh, IV treatments. That's amazing. Uh, as, as a compounding pharmacist, we prepare a lot of the IV treatments for our doctors. And uh, we have a large audience of doctors listening to the show. So this is a shout out to our physicians. If you are ordering your uh, IVs for your patients, make sure you use a PCAB accredited compounding pharmacy, PCAB. So that's Pharmacy Compounded Accreditation Board. That's a special level of accreditation that around 500 pharmacies in the country have where the pharmacy is inspected by its peers and it's to the latest standards um, scientifically and also operationally. So your background in... Uh, Educa educationally is women's health. And now that you made a shift to holistic and integrated medicine, I'm sure you mentioned, you spoke about it, you do a lot of BHRT hormonal treatments. Can you speak to BHRT versus HRT, bioidentical hormone replacement versus regular hormone replacement? Well, um, I never use Provera. So Provera is a synthetic progesterone. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm happy about that because the Women's Health Initiative that came out in 2002 which was the, basically the, de the, the original death knell of hormone treatment in this country, um, was the use of using the Premarin, which is the horse estrogen, the conjugated equine estrogens, and Provera. Uh, that study was uh, shut down because they saw an increased risk of breast cancer. Subsequent reevaluation of the statistics showed that it wasn't even the Premarin that was causing problems, it was the Provera. So Provera, years and years ago, there were studies that show Provera increased the malignant tumors, malignant breast tumors in beagle dogs. Um, I actually remember back in the 70s when we were just using estrogen in women. We didn't know then that, that uh, estrogen alone would cause endometrial cancer, and they brought Provera into the, into the mix instead of natural progesterone. So when I got out of my residency, I looked at natural progesterone and I said, why would I want to use a synthetic that has potential problems when I could use the real thing? The real thing being what the woman makes in her body. So bioidentical hormones are made in the lab, but they're made to look identical to what a woman would be making in her ovaries. Uh, if a molecular biologist would look at the two structures, one from the woman, one from the lab, wouldn't be able to tell the difference. The benefit here is that the bioidentical hormones are hormones that the woman's body, the woman's physi physiology knows how to deal with. So they could be uh, uh, get into the cells through the receptor sites the same way native hormones do. 
They could be metabolized in the same way as native hormones are, and they could be eliminated in the same fashion. So the body doesn't have to recreate new ways of getting hormones into the cell, new ways of metabolism, creating different kinds of breakdown products that we don't know the real uh, effects of. And then elimination could also be something that's challenging in a synthetic. So most people, most women especially, don't understand the nuances of this. They think they could just slap on a patch or take a capsule and their hormones are going to come back into balance. It does take about three months to see a full change because of the changes in receptor sites and metabolism and elimination. But then the big difference is, are you using bioidenticals, which are safer and I believe more effective, or are you doing synthetics that are more potentially problematic? Um, the way I use bioidenticals, I always help the woman to dose herself. So I create, you know, with the help of compounders like yourself, uh, estrogen and some kind of click dispenser, pump dispenser, where they could manipulate the amount, the dose that they're using through the day based upon their symptoms. So I give patients a list of symptoms to pay attention to, and then they could increase or decrease their hormones depending upon their particular situation. If they're in a very stressful kind of a time of their life, maybe they need a little bit more. If things are very quiet and they're on vacation, maybe they'd like to try a little less. So that's something that using bioidenticals, in addition to what I believe is the safety of it, can also uh, give to the woman. Excellent. Excellent. So if you're a woman out there and you are using uh, hormones, just, just be aware that there's a difference, as Dr. Allen described, because between a natural bioidentical hormones and uh, synthetic hormones. So make sure to discuss that with your physician um, and do your own research. Uh, what about men? Do you use BHRT or, or testosterone therapy in men? Yes, we're, we're using testosterone in men, same kind of concepts. Um, you know, there is a bit of controversy uh, these days on the use of testosterone in men in terms of potential increase for cardiovascular disease. Um, you know, I'm just, we're still looking at that, you know, because there are studies that show the benefits, reduce, redu reduction in risks of cardiovascular, and then there are these other studies that confound that. Uh, my opinion is that they're not looking at the whole person. So the, the patients who are showing increased risk of heart problems after starting testosterone, you know, they're not looking at is testosterone converting into estrogen because inflammation through the activation of an enzyme called aromatase will turn testosterone into a dangerous estrogen, in my opinion, called estrone. So estrone is a inflammatory estrogen created by inflammation. Uh, and when men develop elevated levels of estrone, I believe they get an increased risk in prostate cancer. They certainly start looking like women. They get their, their chest falls down to their belly and their belly falls down to their knees. So, you know, testosterone treatment in men, I think, is important. Uh, I think that you have to be careful and you have to know what your testosterone is doing. And then there are other ways of raising testosterone in men. You know, so we've used things like Clomid or Clomiphene that uh, is a medication that's used primarily in women for polycystic ovarian syndrome, but it could increase the hormone from the brain called uh, LH or luteinizing hormone that could help the, the, the testes to make more testosterone. So there are other ways of working with testosterone in men. 
and certainly in younger men. So we see guys in their late, late 40s, 50s that, you know, probably because of chronic conditions have very low testosterone. They have to know that if they start testosterone, that could actually affect, you know, things like testicle size. Their testicles can get smaller. Uh, if they want to still have children, their sperm, their sperm count could go down. So these, these patients would need to be also treated with um, um, HCG. So human chorionic gonadotrophin works very similarly to that luteinizing hormone that could still support healthy testes while a man is getting uh, his testosterone because of the symptoms that he has. Yeah. So this is important for our listeners to realize there, there are so many nuances. If you are seeing the right practitioner, someone who's trained in hormone management, there are so many nuances that testosterone will decrease your production of your own testosterone if, if, you, if you're not administering properly and also decrease the testicle size. You should be aware of that if you are considering testosterone replacement therapy. If you want to father a child, you should be aware of that because it decreases potentially your sperm count. There are so many nuances. And as you heard Dr. Allen mention, the impact on prostate. And that's out there to be debated, I think, in the medical community, whether testosterone is increasing chances of prostate cancer. I, I know there are doctors that are saying absolutely not, and there are physicians who are saying, yes, there is an impact. So it's an interesting debate, and I want to challenge our listeners to work with a practitioner uh, like Dr. Allen or Dr. Allen that is well-versed in the data out there because it's, it's complex, and you want to be in the right hands. So it's, it's very, very important. Um, Dr. Allen, we live in, a, in an amazing time. It's, I think it's the best time to live in history. You know, we have so much technology. We have uh, the, the health revolution. We know so much more than we knew uh, hundreds of years ago. Our life expectancy is higher, but we're paying the price for that. We live in a polluted world. Everything is polluted. Our oceans are polluted. Our water is polluted. What's your take on toxicity or heavy metal toxicity for that matter? How is that a threat to our uh, lives? I think the environment is, is very threatening right now, especially with things like global warming, which you, know, you might say is controversial. I don't think so at all. I mean, with, you know, looking at the, the increase in heat in the oceans and how it's creating, uh, you know, toxic forms of algae and then how that's killing off our fish. Uh, we just saw something about even the salmon are not really spawning well because the water is too warm. They can't swim around. So, you know, from a global perspective, certainly that's an environmental problem. Uh, but, you know, think about Flint, Michigan. You know, they thought they were drinking good tap water. And they were drinking lead. And look what that did to the kids. So we have children that are going to have, you know, lead toxicity and the effects of lead, you know, moving forward. Um, we talked a little bit about the, the Roundup, the, the gluten situation and all the pesticides that are being used. You know, so certainly these are toxins in the environment. Um, you know, we check heavy metals on most patients and we find that most people are accumulating and storing heavy metals. Uh, and then if, um, you know, we feel that the metals are affecting them in, a, in an adverse way, we would do a chelation process. Chelation meaning we're going to grab on, grab onto those metals and help to eliminate them. You know, so some people do intravenous chelation using certain medications. Uh, I don't. Um, I use a lot of those, say, you know, EDTA we use orally. We do EDTA rectal suppositories. There are a number of other good chelating agents. Uh, so we often do chelation because that could be one of the other hidden reasons for continued toxicity, continued stress. Another big one right now is mold. So mold toxicity, 
you know, is is huge. And it's it's always been huge, but we haven't really recognized it. But now we recognize that half the buildings or maybe more than half the buildings in this country are sick. And they're sick because they've been flooded at some point and they've never been remediated because once water hits sheetrock, it forms mold. So most of the buildings that we're working in and living in are moldy. And it's been suggested at least 25 to 30% of the population is genetically deficient in their ability to eliminate mold toxins. So these get stored and you could feel, you know, that you're doing everything that you can. You're meditating, you're eating a healthy diet, you know, you're doing what you can for relationships. You don't have toxic relationships and you still feel weak, fatigued, you're not feeling well. You may be storing mold toxins. And the body does this actually by creating a mucus barrier. So you can't eliminate these mold toxins. We call, we, we call these biofilms. And biofilms, these mucus barriers, they go from your nose to the rectum. And they not only protect mold toxins, they protect bacterial toxins, they protect heavy metals, they protect things like Bartonella that are one of the tick co-infections. And you can't get rid of them until you identify them and then put them on a protocol where you can bind them up, break down the biofilms and eliminate these toxins. It takes a long time because it's been stored for years. Yes, well, in, in my opinion, toxicity is one of the core uh, drivers of chronic diseases and uh, in, including potentially cancer. You know, I, uh, my listeners know I spoke uh, at length uh, during one of our programs. Uh, my wife inter interviewed me on the program about my heavy metal toxicity journey. And I was uh, severely toxic with heavy metals. And I applaud you actually for using non-IV chelation because I personally was hurt by IV chelation uh, as a patient. So I, uh, as a default, I had to become an expert for myself, become my own doctor. And now I'm, I'm very passionate about speaking out about heavy metal toxicity, mercury toxicity, and various other toxicities because they drive the disease. And we live in a toxic world. Absolutely. Um, Dr. Allen, our show is coming to an end, and I want to give you an opportunity to uh, give a, a message to our listeners. You have, we had such a powerful discussion talking about mind-body connection, talking about the best healer in nature, talking about inflammation, some supplements that we mentioned, BHRT, uh, testosterone replacement therapy, mold, heavy metal toxicity. This is a plethora of information. This, this show is, to, I encourage my listeners to go and to really listen to the show because there's so much value that Dr. Allen, I know, I know you, you mentioned that you are serving. This is, this is your way of serving, giving information to the world. This is tremendous. So give us your final message. Well, the, the, the final message is you know, to find as many ways as you can to be in the moment. The more moments you spend in the moment, the healthier you're going to be. Um, I, there's a, a, a quote um, that says, no amount of regret is going to heal the past. And no amount of anxiety is going to change the future. But any amount of gratitude will change the present moment. Wow, this is unbelievably powerful. Change the present moment with gratitude. This makes it a show, ladies and gentlemen. If you want to connect with Dr. Alan Warshowski, you can reach him via his website, drallen.com. If you want to learn more about Halti Pharmaceutical or uh, have a consultation with us, you Feel free to reach out to us via our website at hcompound.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. If you want to live a happier, fuller, healthier, and a more fulfilled life, you need to be the CEO of your health. You need to be guided by an amazing practitioner, but it's your life. You lead it. 
Thank you for joining us. Until next time, be happy and healthy. Thank you so much, Dr. Allen. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to Prescription for Success. Be sure to join your host, Dr. Emil Haldi, next Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel for another edition of the program. Have a great and healthy week.